Perspective. Perspective. Are you tired of working nine to five? Tired of making money for someone else? Feel like you went to school for how many years and only have debt to show for it? Ready to just run away to some island and call it quits? Come talk to me. We trying to rebuild Black Wall Street. This is for us, by us. Hi, everybody. This is Perky of Perky Perspectives. I am here in Sacramento State right now. Well, Sacramento State. I'm at Sacramento State University. And if you hear any background noise, it is because my family does not understand that you need silence when recording, but it's okay. We're going to muscle through it, and you guys will hear from them in a second. First, I want to say thank you to everybody who is a subscriber of my podcast, everybody who has also subscribed to the For Us newsletter. We appreciate you. And if you have not subscribed yet, please visit theperksofwellness.org and you can go ahead and put your name down, your email, and we will put you on the list. You'll be able to see all of the events that we have upcoming. So as of right now, me personally, on May 27th, I will, which is Memorial Day, I'll be in Lamert Park at the Mindfulness Festival in conjunction with the We Can Foundation. For us, the you know, the brand will be there representing, and I will be hosting, well, I guess you could say co-hosting, but I'll be hosting the latter half of the event, so I will be on stage, y'all. And we're going to have a giveaway. So if you are in the area, the L.A. area for Memorial Day, please come. Please bring a business card. We're going to have a raffle, and we're going to have something to give to everybody that is participating. It's going to be like $2 or something like that, very small. And it'll be contributing to the We Can Foundation because it takes a lot. It really takes a village to put on a festival like that. We're going to have the whole street blocked off. We're going to have stuff for the kids. We're going to have vendors. We're going to have entertainment. We're going to have DJs. We're going to have painting. You know, it's going to be a lot going on. And then we're going to have workshops because the whole point is to empower the community and to help us build together. And, you know... A lot of us have been mourning the loss of Nipsey, especially with the new DJ Khaled song, Higher, coming out. And you get to see Nipsey on there again with John Legend and DJ Khaled. And I think it just brought up the feeling of him again. And we're still in mourning. But as we mourn, we just have to remember what he's taught us while he was here. And that's basically to know your worth and to start putting back into your community so that you can build it up and we can grow together. So please show out, come to the event. My partner for For Us is going to be in Atlanta and she's going to be at a conference doing the media. So once again, if you want any of this information, just go ahead and subscribe on the website. So you can go to perksofwellness.org and subscribe 
or you can go on Instagram under the For Us, For Us Instagram page, and the subscriber link is on there as well, and we'll go ahead and add you to the newsletter, and you can keep up to date with what's going on. So yeah, I'm in Sacramento right now, and I'm with my little sister and my whole family. We're celebrating her. She just graduated. She still only has one more semester. To, is it semester or quarter? semester she has one more semester to go and then she'll be finished with her bachelor's in communications so it's journalism straight not communications like it's not under communications bachelor of arts but the department is not communications is journalism no, the department is community. It is community. Okay. But either way, she's getting her degree in journalism. So if there's anybody that could use some writing services, she's really good at writing. She's been writing for a really long time, even before college. And college just allowed for her to hone her skills a little bit better. So we're celebrating graduates. We're celebrating everybody. We're putting everybody on a pedestal. If you have an accomplishment that you would like to put out there, get some praise for, you know, you feel like you worked hard to get to that point, just let us know. Tag us on Instagram. You can email us. You can go to my website and let me know. And whatever way, we do want to uplift you because we feel like we need more of that. But Janelle, Ms. Graduate, mommy snuck in here. You see she snuck in here to be a part of the conversation. (laughs) So Janelle, how does it feel to have walked, because today you walked. This is the second time you got to walk across the stage. The first one's Black Grad, and now today with the big commencement services for the arts department. How did it feel to be one of the 9,100 students? No, yeah, 9,100 students that graduated over this weekend. Um, it felt really cool, because before I wasn't really into graduation because I'm not really graduating until next fall or this fall but I think being in the ceremonies is sort of reminding me that I'm almost done so it just put a cap on the fact that you're about to finish but how does it feel to almost be done I guess like how does it feel to yeah you're about to enter into the workforce you're about to enter in to that hustle and bustle world of real adulthood you know I feel like going to undergrad right after or going to any type of schooling right after high school is like just a a little bit prolonging the full adulthood like if you are still young and you don't have any children and a lot of responsibilities just yet I feel like it's just stretching out your youth just a little bit more before those real responsibilities hit so how does it feel to be one more step closer to like true adulthood um, I think it's kind of scary. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think <clears throat> I think it's kind of scary because I'm still trying to figure out what I'm gonna do. So um, I don't really have everything planned out, and it just reminded me that I don't have a lot of time left. Okay, I mean, do you feel like you have to have a true plan? Like, do you feel like a lot of adults? have a plan and and that you're one that doesn't or you just feel like you wish you had a plan um I think I wish I had a plan because a lot of people I talk to they don't really know or they don't even have an idea like I do so I don't know I think I'm about average with other students and I think we're all just trying to figure it out 
That's true. Yeah, when I was in school, I felt like we were trying to, like you said, just figure it out. And that, you know, you go to school because it's like, okay, I kind of know what I want to do, but mm, where do I go? And so then you look to school for guidance. But then nobody really tells you where to go. They just give you some tools and they say, okay, make some stuff happen. So with that in mind, if you could, if if there were no obstacles and you can just literally leave your house and go straight to your destination and that would be like your dream, like what, what you see your life as, what is that? Like how do you envision your life if it was to happen exactly how you wanted it to be? Um, I don't really have a plan for that yet. Well, not just, a plan Not a plan. More so just a vision. Like, how do you visualize everything? Well, I know it would involve a lot of traveling. It would? Yeah. Okay. Um, and just traveling, meeting new people, having new experiences, um, stuff like that, and just being out of my comfort zone. And you'll be writing, right? Is that how you see it? Um, yeah, just writing, traveling. Okay, well, so just a side note. So uh, some of you guys don't exactly know everything that's going on when it comes to my sister. I, I don't always talk about my family life, but I mentioned um, like a few episodes ago that I recently went into finances and part of that is working with life insurance and investments, right? And my sister, while she was in school, I'm so proud of her, she started her started the same track as me, got licensed so that she can have another means of income and also start learning about finances. And I'm hearing her tell me now that she visualizes her life as being able to travel and write. And I think you're on the right path. You know, you have your you're about to have your journalism degree fully by the end of the year. And now you have this other tool to where you will know how to build money and you could write. You got your passport, you're almost halfway there. And the good thing, so I know a lot of the youth, and this is, I'm speaking to all my millennials, all my people that are about to graduate and are unsure of exactly how to do it. Know that you do not have to have a plan, but everything is pretty close. It's, it's in reach, you know? And if you have an idea, just do it. If you want to see yourself traveling and writing, start traveling and writing. Go on adventures, write about it, see who wants to hear about it. There's going to be somebody that's interested in your opinion when it comes to travel. If you find your niche, people will come. You build it, they will come. Do you believe that? Yeah, that's not true. Oh, and then I did have another question before we bring the rest of the family in. I wanted to ask you, so a lot of people... My mom over here trying to tiptoe by, like, we can't hear her. <laughs> but a lot of people, especially the older generations, they look onto the youth and they say stuff like, oh, you know, y'all not going to have no Social Security when y'all get older. Or y'all not having kids and y'all not working anymore. And, you know, they, they, they how do you say it? They speak on our future as if it's kind of bleak. And for somebody that's like you stepping out into the world, how does that feel to hear that? Like, what what do you wish people were telling you? Like, what kind of encouragement do you feel like you need right now? 
Um, well, I feel like in my journalism program, it's kind of the opposite. Like, they train us to be multimedia journalists. And they tell us that journalism is not dead. It's just changing. So they've taught us sort of how to adapt. And most of us already sort of know how. Because we know that traditional reporting is kind of going out of style. And we know that it's not a bad thing for journalism. It just means that the news is different. And that news is, like, everywhere. And when you say traditional, does that mean, like, it, people are not looking to just the newspaper and um, maybe the news on television for their information, but some people are going to, like, social media and other sources to get news? Is that what you mean? Yeah, kind of just, like, video reporting, uh, like, graphic reporting, like, multimedia, social media. Like memes? Is that what you mean by graphic reporting? And no, I mean like graphics that have like facts on them. They're they're stories, but they're on graphics, and sometimes they're like online, and they're interactive. Um, and that's like we've learned how to do that in all my classes. So I think that I don't have a negative view of like the future because of that, and because I just know that. We're coming into like a, a changing world, and that it's not really a bad thing. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad that you have such a positive outlook on it, and I'm glad that your te- your teachers, well, not your teacher. I'm glad that your professors in your university made sure that they taught you to keep up with times because I feel like that's where a lot of people get stuck. You have to have adaptability capabilities. If you don't know how to adapt. And to keep up with what's changing around you, you're going to get left. So that's good that they're teaching you all guys how to use all those things. So I guess my last question before I bring in the rest of the family would be, hmm, in what direction do you want to go? You just said you learned about graphics, video reporting, and other forms of journalism, I guess how you would say it. Where do you want to go with this? How, like, which path of that do you want to take? Are you going to be a blogger? you going to be one of them crazy reporters that be going out the country and getting all, going all up in the war and seeing, oh, this is what's really happening? Like, what, I guess, well, yeah, what is your genre? What's your interest? If people want to look for your work, in what lane could they find you? Um, I guess news coverage. I was part of the team that was covering the Stefan Clark um, murder, which happened in Sacramento. Say his name. Stephon Clark. Um, and a lot of students from the BSU were involved. That's Black Student Union for yeah. anybody who doesn't know. Um, so we were just covering the town's response to it. I think it was really interesting. The only thing is that um, covering these types of events... I was sad because I couldn't participate in, like, the protests or the walkouts or anything because I was covering it as a journalist. But I just think the information was important and it needs to go out there. That's good. So you want to... Is it the the fact that it was about a black man that got you most intrigued? Or, or on top of that, was it being able to report something that was actively happening? Um, I think it was both. It was something that impacted everyone, and it was something that impacted me. And I felt like my way of being involved 
was just sort of covering it as a journalist and covering all the voices that were involved and making sure that all the protesters and the activists um, got their voices heard. Okay, so then how about this? To everybody that's out there listening, if you have a story in your area, whether it's your town, your city, your state, or even your country, and this is if you live within the United States or outside of the United States, and you would like for Janelle to help you report on that, then reach out to her. Her email is JanelleWilliams2015 at gmail.com. What is your Twitter, your Twitter handle? Um, I made one for school. I think it's Janelle and Eastwell. And will you have another one for your own personal, like, stuff that's outside of school? Um, I was thinking about creating one. Okay, cool. So if you guys want to keep up with her, you can email her. I also feature her recently in the newsletter just to congratulate her for graduating. So yay, again, congratulations. Oh, and... So, yeah, I almost forgot. Speaking of black events, so we went to your black grad at the beginning of the week. And I wanted to speak to you about that because um, for some of you guys who don't know, I graduate. I'm older than her. This is my younger sister. And I had a few graduations. And I've, I've been to two black grads that were from my, my own school. And they both were very different. One was more small scale. One was a little bigger. But I do want to know for you, as somebody that was participating in, in, in the Black Grad, how did you feel about it? What were your highlights? And, you know, what were your improvements? Like, if you could improve one thing about Black Grad, what would it be? And then what were the highlights for you? Um, I thought it was fun to participate in Black Grad. I liked that I got to graduate with all my friends because we're different majors. So a lot of us didn't graduate on the same day, a lot of my friends are going to be graduating um, Saturday and Sunday. So I like that I got to graduate with all my friends, like regardless of their majors. Um, and I just like seeing that much um, energy. And I like seeing all the black students because there are some students that I've never seen before. And I didn't know that Sac State had, um, I think it was like 400 and something black grads. So I thought that was pretty cool, just being in the room and seeing all that. And then an improvement. Um, I guess an improvement would be just sort of the facility and, like, the there were a lot of technical difficulties and stuff like that. So I think, I don't know, just, like, more consideration for the families. Um, that was pretty much it. Okay. So I'm... I'm, I'm glad that you liked it, and I'm glad that from your seating, like, everything seemed perfect, because <laughs> that's how it's supposed to be. You know, it's for the graduates. But, yes, um, as somebody that was in the audience, mem- in the audience, I feel like for the black grad, what I wish they would have did more of is have more stuff that was more black-oriented. For the, it, it felt like black grad because there was a lot of black people around, and then we did the black national anthem. But I was just wishing, like, when you guys was getting on stage, the band wasn't pumping it like I did. I wanted them to pump it. They was playing, like, instrumental music, but it was, like, the same song. They was just kind of playing it over and over again. I was like, come on, man. Give them something to dance to. Give them something to work to. You know, I was kind of hoping for that. And, um, oh, but there was some highlights, though. My highlight outside of the keynote, because the keynote had it going on. Yes, sis, you did your thing. I wish I remembered your name right now. I'll probably shout you out in the 
in the comment section. But what I really liked, or not really liked, what my highlight was when that guy jumped on stage twice and grabbed the mic. <laughs> he was like, first, I want to give a shout out to my um cousin Day Day, Pookie and them. And oh, Ray Ray, I see you over there, man. I see you. And they snatched the mic back from him. I was like, who is this guy? And, <laughs> and then right before the end of it, he come in, he going to take the mic again. And he was like, can we get a minute from Nip? Come on, y'all. I know y'all felt that. Y'all felt that, right? And everybody was just looking at him like, boy, if you don't sit down, what drugs is this, this guy? <laughs> and we was all just like, mm-mm. And then, like you said, like uh, the consideration. So we originally, because somebody forgot to get the tickets for her family. <laughs> I'm not going to say no names, though. Somebody forgot to get the tickets for their family. So we had to sit in the overflow room at first. And the overflow room was across the hall. So mind you, the black grad was indoors. It was not outside. So the overflow room was like across the hall. And when we were in the overflow room, they played it on YouTube Live. That's how we were going to see it. But it kept glitching and like some of the sound was off. So thankfully, because it was glitching, I think is why they allow for us to go into the bigger room despite us not having tickets. And so we were in the back, but it's not bleacher style. So the only issue was, you know, the further back you were, the less visible you were to the graduates. So she didn't see us. Janelle couldn't see us almost the whole time until she wrapped around to leave. So, you know, it made it a little less... Um, engaging, I guess, if you're not in the front. But it was, it still felt good to see all the black people being honored by ourselves and to have that space to really highlight the individuals that are doing big things in our community. So for that, I respect it, and I'm going to push that no matter what that they continue. But, yeah, like you said, like I think a bleacher-style room would be best, and then rather than an overflow room, just get a bigger area because I don't think it's fair to have to go into another room and watch it on TV, basically. You know, because even if we cheering, woo, you can't hear us. <laughs> so we had signs and everything. So if we would have had to stay in the overflow room, I feel like it wouldn't have been as fun for you, especially when you was walking out and you was like, y'all see me? I'm right here. I graduated. Ah, I got it on video. She was like shouting at us. I'm graduating. We like, we know, girl. <laughs> so that part was fun. So I will say that I appreciate Sac State. I did not realize how big your school was until I came out here this week. Sac State is really huge, you guys. They have a lot going on. And, you know, it's Sacramento. So we're in the capital of the of the United States. We're in the capital of California, so it's a lot over here. So, you know, just continue to do your thing, girl. We here rocking with you. And once again, shout out to all the graduates. And now, <laughs> we're going to take a quick break and I'm going to get my family gathered. This is about to be interesting. And I want to get the perspective of my younger sister who's coming up under us. She has a house full of graduates, basically. Our mom went to school. Dad went to school. Biggest sister went to school. Now the the second sister is graduating, so it's on her now, you know. So I want to know her opinion. And then I also want to know, because our parents are at that other stage. They're retiring out. You know, my stepdad, my mom, they're about to retire. and But they're still doing stuff. And then, you know, Janelle and myself are more so at the beginning. We're just starting. So we want to give those differing opinions from a black family that are educated and just let you guys know, like, what are our what are our plans? Like, how do we get to do everything that we want to do 
and how do we continue to uplift the people that are coming behind us? Because they, my mom is a baby boomer, so she know people that's aging and about to steal all the social security money. <laughs> so we need to figure out what are we doing to plan. Are we investing in ourselves? Are we buying property? Are we giving back to our community? What are we doing so that our next generation doesn't have to look at the future and be like, how are we going to make it, y'all? So, yes, give us a slight break, and we're going to be back to talk about it. <laughs> I wish I could see this. Record it. Record them being civil. Come sit down. Y'all over here jamming. Go sit down before I turn the music on. <laughs> this is how you summon all the older generation. You just play some funk music and they'll be like, like moth to a flame. We keep it funky over here, y'all. Valencia. <laughs> he said, get down, sucker. Don't fight the funk now. Don't fight it. Come on. Don't fight the funk. Well, record it. Don't fight the funk. No, you can't fight the funk. Valencia, I'm not even saying anything. Don't fight the funk. All right. So with me, I have my mother. Do you want me to say your name? You can. Teresa. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and I have Janelle still. And I have Andre. Hello, I'm her stepfather. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Ashley's stepfather. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, we have. Okay. So, what we were saying earlier is that Janelle was saying that she is looking forward to graduating. It's just making her feel a little nervous because she has to plan and she doesn't really feel like she has a true plan on what she wants to do. But she feels like her school prepared her to be multifaceted and be able to adjust to what's going to go on around her, right? And then also we were just commenting on the graduation. So first, as the parents of a second graduate in the household outside of you guys, you know, your own academic achievements, because my mom stay in school, <clears throat> is that I want to just kind of know how does it feel to have the second child graduating? Who wants to go first? <clears throat> well, it's, I'm very proud of both of my children. Um, you guys have done remarkable things, and um, we just feel very proud as parents. We feel that we have uh, really guided you correctly, and we're just looking forward to our final and third child, the baby of the family, Valencia, doing making her mark on the world and graduating high school and college as well and following in her sisters both of her sisters footsteps i agree i think um janelle has done really well she's matured a lot in the past four years even in just her being more vocal you know with other people and coming out of her shell a little bit more. So I think the college experience has been really good for her. We're very proud of her. Of course, we're very proud of Ashley, you know, the first one to go off to college, set a good example on earning her bachelor's degree and master's degree. And then again, just waiting on the youngest <laughs> one, TikTok, TikTok. <laughs> waiting on the youngest one to you know, do her thing in, um, 
in all, all of her endeavors. So you, you were speaking about how college will sometimes allow for you to have personal growth. Definitely, yes. Can you, can you speak on that for people who are like, oh, college isn't my thing, I'm not really into books and all that. Why would other people want to go to school? We're, we're all sitting at the table and all of us have gone, are either in school still or have been to school. So why, why would you still encourage that for people who are like, ah, I don't think college is for me? Well, speaking for myself, I think that college is just good in making a well-rounded person because you go to college not just to learn about your particular field or trade, but you also learn more about the world in general. So you're able to be exposed to different cultures, different ideas, different um, ways to view things and to you know, come to an understanding of, wow, you know, I never thought about it that way. So just opening yourself up to new perspectives and just learning more. And like I said, finding yourself more and realizing what you really believe in, you know, and growing as a person. So I think that college is good in that way to just exposing yourself to all those different things and ideas. Yeah. And I think it's also a pretty safe space to learn that. For the most part, I mean, some stuff does happen in school still, and you still have to protect yourself and be aware of what's going on. But I do think college is usually a pretty safe space to meet a whole bunch of new people that, you know, from all over the world and learn, like how you said. Anybody else? Well, <clears throat> I like to say, you know, for me, going to college was probably, it, it was, people say, oh, that was the best years of my life. And, and I, I would have to agree. In my sense, um, it was definitely a really good time in my life. Um, it it made me much more aware of who I was as an adult. And I think that's what college does. Like you said, it's a good, safe place to, to understand you as an adult because you're making that transition from childhood as an adolescent to young adulthood. And college is just a really good, safe place to do that. And... I found that I keep more in touch now. It's been over 30 years since I've graduated college. Oh, I'm getting old. <laughs> Count them. Three decades, y'all. Three of them. But I really keep more in touch with my friends that I made in college more so than uh, friends from uh, high school or junior high or something like that. And I think that's because you, you find people who are much more like you and who help you shape to become the adult that you are and, and you tend to keep in touch with those people more as life goes on. Yeah, I think I only have one high school friend still. Nicole, shout out to you. <laughs> Holding it down. <laughs> what about you, Janelle, since you're in school? How do you, because we kind of talked about this, you know, you're transitioning right now and I think you kind of feeling it now because you're towards the end, but how do you feel college has helped? Because, you know, they're giving their parents opinion of how you've changed how do you feel like you've developed since being in school um I think I've gotten more mature and I've gotten more like open-minded about certain things like Marietta wasn't really a small town but it was very like everyone sort of thought a certain way and then when you come to Sacramento it's very diverse I think Sac State is like the most diverse CSU in the entire state so it was interesting coming from all those different perspectives and just sort of like meeting new people and um, 
I don't know, getting to think about things from, like, a more adult perspective from, like, different points of view. That's funny, because you went to the most diverse CSU. I went to the most diverse UC. <laughs> so that's pretty funny. Because I remember when they said that at your school, they was like, we're the most um, diverse school in California. I'm like, nah. uh <laughs> I was like, don't be saying that like it's facts. <laughs> but, okay, so then the other thing that we wanted to speak about, well, we didn't really touch on it. Oh, you have something? Well, I was just going to say that even just talking to my uncle the other day, and how he was talking about how I think a lot of people don't even realize too how much the world's changed and how much even though some people think you don't need an education to still be successful yes there are some people who are successful in life without a college degree but it's becoming more and more rare and he said that Chicago said don't move to the city unless you have a bachelor's degree because you at minimum because you will not find a job right that's like how high school diplomas used to be the minimum required now it's that that's what they said i remember when i was graduating from undergrad Mm -hmm. it was kind of like i was moving into the workforce right when that shift was happening Mm -hmm. so i'm like yeah i got my bachelor's that's what they told me to do and it's like everybody got a bachelor okay Uh, (laughs) time to get the master's right (laughs) and yeah it really was a separation unless you know, you already knew exactly where you were going or your family already had a business and you were really just getting a degree to like make it official or something, then yeah, it really separates again. And even still, like there there are some people who don't believe that you need a college education, but they probably have licenses and something. Mm-hmm. So it's like you may have did a, tra- a trade mm-hmm. or you may have gotten a license to be a tax preparer or something like that. So it's like you still have to get some sort of education in any state mm-hmm. to have any type of licenses. You're going to need hours, mm-hmm. which are quote unquote type of education that is required by the state for you to be able to hold that license. And to keep it. And to keep it. And you're going to have to renew it every once in a while. So there'll be people that say, oh, I don't need a piece of paper for something. But it's like you still got a piece of paper for that thing that you're doing. So it's like don't discount what type of paper it is because not everybody needs to go to a four year. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's another thing for people who are trying to decide what you need to do. You know, you might be better at a trade. You might just need a license in the area that you want to go into. Or you might need to go and get a bachelor's degree or a master's or something like that. So, you know, it's definitely good to be aware of what you have options in, in your state. If I can piggyback on that, Ashley, um, for those people out there that are a little unsure if you're young and and you're coming out of high school or you're just recently graduated, uh, I highly suggest if you're trying to figure out what to want to do and you're not thinking the military is for you or something like that, look at going into a community college or uh, or, or very least such a trade school or something. But community colleges are great and a much less inexpensive way to really explore what your interests are, uh, where you have an aptitude and and where you can kind of see yourself. And they help guide you to four-year colleges and and other avenues. So I think in in California, we have some of the greatest two-year colleges in the country. And and, uh, uh, yeah, a lot of them are free to many students so check into that 
and you can always mm-hmm. sit in a class. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, if you're just curious about yes. um, college, yeah. you can always just sit in there. Most campuses are open campuses, mm-hmm. and you can sit in. Now, you won't get a degree at the end of the semester, <laughs> well, <laughs> but you can go and sit and just yes. listen in on some of yeah. them. Well, a lot of them will let you audit the class, right. like at least two, one to two class sessions. You can always go in. Plus, California has free tuition. Not only that, the tuition, a lot of the different colleges colleges? for the two-year college Mm -hmm. um, community colleges. And also that that free tuition, it can either be going towards free tuition or the college may decide that it can go towards books or that it may can go towards housing. So if you have any inclination or you think, you know what, I can't afford it, don't ever say you can't afford it, you know, go and check it out, talk to a counselor because yeah. there are so many options like so, available mm-hmm. and so many resources that people just don't know about because they just don't know that they're there. Right, and That's yeah, that's true about a lot of stuff. And also, too, for those of you, I'm what's called a military brat, which means my father was in the military, in the Marine. And he's a brat. <laughs> now, wait a minute. <laughs> but if you are uh, a son or daughter of a military person, particularly a disabled vet, you can go to a college free. Public. So, public. Public. So take advantage of that. Look into that. Uh, like I said, I encourage everybody out there, particularly if you're a young person between the age of 18 and 22, look into uh, 24, uh, 25. Look into uh, community college if if you felt that school wasn't for you, and just just try it out. And for those of you who are over that age and you may be a senior, there are also lots of programs available and universities out there that will give you also free tuition or else you only have to pay a minimal price. Sometimes it's like $5 a unit, $15 a unit. So they also, a lot of schools also will offer discounts to senior citizens to go back to school or to start a college career. So there's something for anyone who is interested in going to school. There's things out there, not just for kids right out of high school, but for people going back to the workforce because your job has been downsized or, you know, you have, you're unemployed for whatever reason, you know, there's something out there. So I am a great proponent of education. I believe that everyone she should be educated. She has 18 degrees. No. <laughs> <laughs> and always learning, so it's a good thing. So I also want to add to that, for people who are at the beginning stages of their lives to please think about investments. You may not have a lot of money, but there are options. There are things that you can put your money into that will grow so that when you do get a little older, maybe it's 20 years from now, 30 years from now, however, you'll have that money. You could do educational funds if you have children already so mm-hmm. that, cause you know, the interest rates are going up. Things are gonna go up regardless. It's already becoming more and more expensive to go to school, you know, outside of what they were just talking about. It is becoming a little bit more expensive to go to some schools, especially higher education. And you don't want your child to have to decide on whether or not they want to go to school because of money. You know, you want to give them that option. So I would definitely say look into that. You can always, you know, follow up with us. We are all 
everybody at this table right now actually has begun that journey into finances. We're all doing life insurance and investment as a family. So we'll all eventually have our investment licenses at this table, right? <laughs> yes. So if you need any advice on that, we can not only just tell you how good school was to us, but we can let you know. Because for me, oh, the world of a difference if I would have graduated and had a whole fund already set up that was going to pay for all my school. Because I, the way I got to school is through running track. And if I didn't have that, I don't so you still would have went. I st- no, I still would have went to school. I'm talking about for money. Like I don't know what my decision would have been to which school I would have went to. You know how I would have considered it. And you know I still did go and get my master's. And although I didn't have any undergrad debt, I left my master's program with with debt. And you know, so it does make a difference. So definitely look into it definitely start investment even if you don't have a kid you could still start investment accounts and then when you do have a kid you could do an educational account for them or you could just start an investment account once they become a baby you know once they become a baby once they come out the womb (laughs) so you know just i just wanted to put that out there but another thing we wanted to talk about was you know me and janelle we are at the beginning of our careers and we're just starting and whether or not we're, we plan on doing a nine to five, which it doesn't seem like either of us really want to seem like we just want to travel and do what we want to do in different parts of the world. But you guys are getting closer to the retirement stages. So how does that feel like feeling this shift? You Wonderful. Know? <laughs> I can't wait. No. Why are you looking forward to retirement? Because then I feel like I can um, have more decision making on when I want to go to work, what kind of work I want to do, and when I want to travel and do other things. So, but I had to position myself for that. And part of that was the financing, making sure that, you know, everything falls into place the correct way. Even going back to school and getting a different degree was all for that singular purpose of knowing that when I resign or retire from the school system that if I want to work two or three days a week, I can. If I wanna go on a trip for three weeks or a month, I can. And it's all because of financial planning and making sure that all those things fall into place. I think um, planning is the key. Uh, when you are getting into the workforce, the sooner you save, the better. Uh, what time does to money is phenomenal. And uh, I want you to listen to, uh, to Ashley when she talks about that uh, time. Uh, when you just put a little bit of money away, especially if you're young, you may think, oh, I can't afford it. But just put a little bit away. And you will find that because you have time on your side, time is going to make that money grow exponentially. There's a rule called the rule of 72. Ooh, you're about to give us all our secrets and be giving all the secrets. <laughs> okay, before we go into that, because we're not going to fully touch on it just yet, we want to first say, yes, time is going to pass by anyway. But while you're also investing, know because you are young, that that's the best time to also secure yourself and your family. Because all everything is gonna be cheaper. You're still healthier. You know, you're young, vibrant. Oh my God, life is looking so hopeful. Nothing has happened that much yet. Hopefully, not that much hasn't happened to you yet. So everything should be a little bit 
less expensive and then putting money aside and this is what janelle was kind of talking about. she was saying she needs a plan and this could be your plan just the financial side okay i may not know exactly what i'm doing in my job yet and you may not even know for 10 years you might need to work a few jobs that suck because i've done that i worked a whole bunch of jobs i was walking ponies like who walks ponies like <laughs> so it's like some jobs suck but yes the rule of 72 if you guys want to hear any more about that and you want us to go more into detail about that reach out to us um you guys want to give your emails mine's is perky perspectives pod at gmail.com janelle's is janelle williams 2015 at gmail.com i don't know which one you want to do t williams speech at gmail.com are you gonna say yo jet oh my god i love my email uh audience i play the saxophone yeah you had to preface it with that <laughs> because if you wouldn't know everybody would be like who so my email is sexy s-a-x-x-y no, don't get don't get it twisted sexy dre that's d-r-e sexy d-r-e at gmail.com sexy dre he says that so proudly. But, um, yeah, so if you guys want us to really dig into the rule of 72 and really show you how important it is to save and financially plan, we can sit down, we could talk over, you know, in, in any type of way we could reach out. So just reach out to us and let us know. We could go more deep into that. But because you was kind of a little going going off because you know, that's your money. That's your bread and butter. <laughs> can you talk a little bit more about why you're looking forward to retirement? Well, you know, just like uh, my wife said, retirement, you you get a chance to finally do what you want to do. And and the key is what I was trying to say earlier is to plan early so you can retire early. Okay. And because uh, retirement is not an age, oh, no, it's, it's an age. a number. Exactly. It's, it's, it's a it's a well, it's actually a period of your life. And during the period of your life, you want to work, you want to use your productive years to raise your family, which is what we've done. Our kids are almost all of them are grown now. And, and we're getting to that time where we want to just do the things that are important to us. There's definitely another career that I would like to follow. And, uh, you know, I would like to do some things as well that have nothing to do with what I do now in education. And I'm looking forward to that. So retirement gives me a chance to branch out and do, follow some other uh, interests that I have. Okay. So from the millennial perspective, I don't want to work near nowhere near as many years in the nine to five world as you guys are doing but i do agree that it is a period because it's like i'm still going to be working i still want to host events and i still want to travel and do social or community work and my podcasts and organizing all those things but i guess for us for my millennial generation because i don't think janelle was part of my millennial generation <laughs> you barely made the cutoff i'm sorry you're a Thai pot baby. Just accept it. No, it depends on uh, which. Calendar. It depends on which Google search you do. <laughs> depends on which calendar and the way the moon is positioned right when you look. Um, but no, like for I think for a lot of us moving into the workforce, we're thinking like retirement. I don't want to have to wait 30 or however many years, you know, and this is what we're saying. Start investing now. Mm -hmm. Because you you don't have to like it. Retirement, like like we were saying, is not an age. You don't have to be. Like, I'm gonna retire at 72, or you know, for us, there's not gonna be any social security no. to lean on. 
And there might not even be the same sort of governmental aid by the time we get to that age. And we shouldn't be relying there on that anyway. a pension because oh, a so lot of many, jobs do not do pensions. A lot of anymore. jobs have taken away pensions, so you may not even have that. So it's slowly getting to where the government expects you to set aside enough money for you to live off of when you retire from your job. So you cannot depend on any of those things. Right. So, yeah, plan, plan, plan. And I did want to ask some stuff of my youngest sister, but she acting anti-social teenagers, you guys. Teenagers. That's what I would say. And probably now that I'm talking about her, she'll probably come running in. Valencia! <laughs> hey, don't be talking about me! <laughs> um, so, is there anything that you guys would like to... I don't know. I think you guys kind of said enough. Well, Janelle, as the one who's about to branch out, what what do you feel like you need to hear still? Like, is there some advice that you, you feel like you could take? Because you want to stay up here. So we're originally from SoCal, and right now we're in NorCal right now in Sacramento. Or no, we're in Mid? We're in Mid-Cal? <laughs> are we in SinCal? Is this NorCal still? Okay. So, yeah, we're in NorCal, and she wants to stay up here. So is there, like, a, some lasting advice that you need outside of financial planning that you feel like you haven't gotten just yet that will make you feel more secure in stepping into this new phase of your life? Um, I guess that you don't really have to have a – a plan for like every part of your life and it's okay to just um live life every day and sort of develop a plan as it goes okay That's good. now is there anything that you want to is there an area that you feel is still a little hazy not really. No. Oh, she a perfect. <laughs> She's getting it together. Yes. You know, I'm I'm real proud to hear you say that, Janelle, because that that's good. You know, a lot of times when we're young, we plan things. Oh, I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do this. But and what you end up realizing as you get older is life just happens. And and it you, one you have to have a plan because you have to have a direction, but be flexible enough to for plans to change. If opportunities come available you didn't expect. Take those opportunities. Be flexible enough to take those opportunities. Uh, the, the things that I look at, when I look at, at, at my life, uh, where it's been so far, it's not the things that I've done so much I regret. It's those opportunities, those things that I didn't do. Those opportunities I had to branch out and grow and do different things that I was too scared to take advantage of or they didn't fit into the plan that I had. So uh, to all the young people out there, I would say, you know, like Janelle said, be flexible. Don't don't feel like you have to uh, do certain things at a certain time. And then wow. make sure you reflect, too, yeah. because there might be things that you go through. And if you don't take that sit, that time to sit back and see why you went through it, it's going to be for naught. Mm -hmm. I agree. Now, I, on the other hand, <laughs> I agree but disagree. No. <laughs> I believe in having plans, but like Andre said, is being flexible, too. So I guess we are still kind of on the same page. She just because, had to be different. Be, well, because you know what? You know, there's always going to be hiccups in life. And so... I think that's why I like continuing to learn new things because you never know when you might need that in life, you know? So it's like, oh, you know what? I tried this, 
okay I didn't like it so now I know I don't like don't it like and I don't have to do it right. because I knew that I had a backup plan I feel like that's a lot of I don't know well speaking from my experience because I'm, I'm only how long can you say you at the beginning beginning of life well, <laughs> but I still I think, think I'm at the beginning you're at the beginning, <laughs> the beginning. Uh, we're gonna leave it on that so towards the end of the beginning towards the end of the wow she said you're at the beginning of the end so <laughs> no the end of the beginning the ending of the end the, the begin. okay anyways <laughs> I feel like a lot of the beginning is Oh, I don't like that. Just, yes. I don't yeah. like that either. Yeah. Nope, don't like that. Yeah. Do you know what you like? Not yet, but I don't like that. But you know what you don't like. <laughs> right, so. and I feel like that was a lot of my beginning jobs. Huh, I don't think I like a male supervisor. Hmm, I don't think I like a white female supervisor. Hmm, I don't think I like a supervisor. <laughs> and uh, like maybe that, that's the whole problem. Right, I don't think I like, I think I'm supposed to be the supervisor. So, <laughs> so that was, yeah, I would say that. So, you know, my advice to you would be, you know, don't, mm, I mean, don't just take any job, but don't turn down too many jobs because like they said, like you might go to, or, or even just being aware of what's life. going on in your community. Go to, go to the events, go talk to people. You know, see what your neighbors are doing. Like, I feel like a lot of what, mm, not always my age range, because we still grew up not too much in front of the TV and on our phones. We still were playing outside a little bit more. But the further, you know, the younger that you go, the more that they were in that digital world. And I feel like a lot of the times they don't talk. They just don't really talk to each other. They don't, you don't know your neighbor anymore. Like how many people live in a neighborhood where they can go next door and say, oh yeah, I live next to Bill. Bill lives there. Sally lives over there. Robert down the street. You know, I feel like a lot of us, we don't even know who we live by. And it's like, if you don't know who you live by, then how are you supposed to know what all you guys are doing? How you could work together? How you could build? Oh, they have an opportunity because they, you might be living right next door to somebody whose dad owns the Los Angeles Times. You know, and in the journalist field, even just talking to them and finding that out might open up a huge opportunity for you but I feel like that's what a lot of us are missing so I would say part of it is just being aware of what's going on around you and then the other thing was just taking the opportunity if they present themselves and it'll just open up to so many different things so if I could give anybody advice I would say that would be it yeah. in the financial well, that's true you know, yeah. go ahead. Oh. Um, you know yeah like what Ashley was saying another thing Janelle I want to tell you and all the young graduates out there is you, you, you branch out and talk to people because here's the thing you never know who's connected to whom now someone you talk to let's say Bill next door he may not be much connected with the LA Times or any type of news broadcast in your field but he his best friend may be the CEO of the times. You never know who's connected to whom. So get out there and talk to people and just let them know what you do and what you're interested in. Yeah, always tell people what you do, always. Yeah. You yeah. should be talking about what you do all the time. Mm -hmm. if, it's, if you're not talking about your business all, all day long, then who else is gonna talk about it? Everybody that knows you should know you're doing journalism. That should be just straight basics. Mm -hmm. And then as far as the finances, everybody know, should know that you do finances. Because first of all, a lot of black, black people are, are not as privy to fi finances just yet. So, you know, just even seeing another black person, especially a young black person involved in it, they're like, oh, really? 
and then maybe I could do it. Maybe I could be more financially sound and they put their whole family on and then they'll do it for somebody else and then somebody else. So, you know, it, that's just how you spread yourself out anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was one more thing. Oh, shout out. So this month we're doing <laughs> the cruise. This month we're doing pedestals so the month of may outside of graduation you know we have prom season we had graduation season we had mother's day we had a, a lot of things in the month of may and memorial day is at the end of the month so we have a lot of things within this month that is just honoring other people so i want to say before we get out outside of janelle and honoring her graduating is there anybody else that you know that you guys want to uplift and put on a pedestal <laughs> we doing pedestals. About that. Like, yeah. like we said, I know somebody, everyone has someone in their family who probably was in the military. So even if it wasn't like. No, a, I want specific. I want a specific person want you want to give a shout out to. Okay, well, I could give a shout out to my uncle, Uncle Bill. He was, he was a veteran. And I know Andre already talked about his dad being in the Marines. Well, why do you want to give a shout out to Uncle Bill? Well, again, because he was a veteran, you know, being a veteran. And, you know, he's always been really supportive of all of us in education and, you know, coming out. He came out to Janelle's graduation, one of Janelle's graduation ceremonies. Um, when oh, he went you know, to mine we, in New York. Ashley's in New in York. California. And then he went to one of his other nieces, grandnieces in in Atlanta when she graduated from high school and was going on off to um, to college so he's been a very good supporter you know of all of his family you know and um, and higher education you know I'd like to give a shout out to my mom for Mother's Day last week you know and again she tries to be very supportive too of education of she went with me last year to Florida when I had to be oh, there yeah. for for 13 weeks to do an internship and she was there for you know part of that time so you know yeah shout, shout out, out to your family everybody's family that's there and supporting that's good I would like to give a shout out to uh, actually uh, our pastor uh, pastor uh, Stephen Randall of the Christ St. John Baptist Church in Compton uh, always very supportive of all of our, all three of our children. Um, uh, has, has really, um, he's came to Janelle's graduation today. Uh, he's been there with Ashley. He's also helped uh, with Valencia. He's helped guiding and shaping her and her future plans. Um, and see, he's just all the young people that attend the church. He's just really into making sure that the young people are uh, being guided. Uh, in the right way. So um, I would like to give a shout out to Pastor Randall for all of his support uh, with all three of you guys. Do you have anybody? It doesn't have to be anybody of the family. It could be anybody you want to uplift. Um, well, since I wasn't here for Mother's Day, or since my mother wasn't here for Mother's Day, I just wanted to put her on a pedestal. Um, so thank you, Mommy. <laughs> what do you think? What else? would you like to say on that like why outside of mother's day why would you put mommy on a pedestal um just because she's been supportive of me and um she always gives me advice and i can call her whenever i have a problem um and she always comes out she's coming out they drove up six hours 
in the rain. <laughs> Uphill both ways. No. <laughs> yeah, now, now I feel bad. I have to follow that. Mommy, you know I love you. <laughs> I'm going to pick somebody different. I would like to actually, because we mentioned her earlier, uh, to put my friend Nicole on a pedestal. And I'm going to have to make sure she listens to this episode when I do this. But I want to put her on a pedestal because, like you said, Andre, there's not a lot of people from high school that, especially when, you know, the more you go to school and the more you branch off and stuff. I don't speak to anybody else from high school but her. So it's been around, like, 13 years, I think, since I met her. And we're still friends, no matter how long it's been since we we speak. You know, I know we can call and be like, oh, you remember that person that I told you? Yeah, girl, tell me. And, you know, and she's there and she remembers everything I tell her and she gives me good advice. And I can call and be like, look, girl, I don't want no advice. Just hear me and be like, mm-mm, that was cold. And she'll be like, mm-mm, like all in the background. So <laughs> so I just want to put her up there. She's doing her thing. She She's actually one of the only people that I know that have been to school and have already paid off all their student loans, wow. like on their own, That's you know? Amazing. Yeah, it is impressive. So, you know, just shout out to that. And that goes back to the financial planning and just, you know, no, she didn't really know exactly what she wanted to do with her career maybe right out of college, but she knew I'm going to go home. I'm going to live with my parents for a few years and I'm going to pay off all my student loans before I move out and get a new car and all that stuff. And she did it. And I feel like that's what we're, we talk about when we say plan, you know, Mm -hmm. if you have your money secure, you could do whatever you want to, Mm -hmm. you know, so always have some rainy day fun. And like I said, you guys can reach out to us. We all is, um, Janelle Williams, 2015 at Gmail, perky perspectives pod at gmail.com. Teresa Williams, T. Williams, T. Williams speech. speech at gmail.com. Sexy. <sighs> I don't even. Sexy Dre at gmail. <laughs> so you could reach out to all of us. My little sister Valencia, I guess she was too cool for school. She didn't want to come out. She's working on homework. Oh, she's doing homework. Okay, so she is not too cool for school. <laughs> Daria, do you want to say anything? She said no. <laughs> so. Thanks again, everybody. Is any other closing words before we get off the mic? No. No? All right. So, everybody, please subscribe to Perky Perspectives. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Radio Public. You can find it on my website, perksofwellness.org. We also, you know, have been doing the newsletter, so please subscribe on my website. And then if you want to see me live and in person, I will be in Lamert Park, which is in the LA area near to Inglewood. And on May 27th, I'll be co-hosting the Mindfulness Festival. And I'll also be on the panel for the empower the economic empowerment workshop. So reach out, visit, support. I feel like you wanted to say one more thing. No? Oh, okay. And so yeah, thank you guys everybody. Please share, like, comment, rate, and